7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. A very good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On tonight on this Boxing Wednesday where we talk all things to do with the sweet science that is boxing. We will speak to two boxers that made the country proud last week, uh, winning their respective fights and titles. One we spoke to before his uh, matchup in Russia, that is Jackson Chawoke M3, who is now the new WBC international flyweight uh, champion after an impressive win over the champ Mehdi Abdura Shadov there in Russia uh, last week. And then a little-known South African to many, uh, he's based in the UK, is also making waves. He was actually on our show a few months ago when we profiled him. He goes by the name of Luther Clay, real name Lutando Ngobilem Timkulu, a welterweight born in Matatiele in the Eastern Cape. He now lives in Berkshire, England, with a record of 12 and 12 and 1 after beating Dario Morello in Florence in Italy uh, last week to claim the WBO Global Welterweight title. So Luther Clay has also agreed to speak to us um, about his fight last week. And then there is so much happening uh, this weekend. So many tournaments in the Eastern Cape. There are two big ones. There's another high-profile showdown in Johannesburg. So we're going to speak to Azinga Fuzile uh, and his trainer Colin Nathan. That's ahead of Azinga's IBF title eliminator against Chev Rakimov on a Sunday at Orient Theatre in Monty. The fight is for the right to challenge current IBF junior lightweight champion Tevin Farmer who Azinga has been calling out so many times, but he needs to get past Rakimov first and he's no slouch. Uh, this is Rakimov. I know a lot of people are... Um, have raised uh, their views on how they're seeing this fight and they feel that uh, this could be Azinga's toughest fight uh, to date. Remember, still unbeaten, a uh, young Azinga Fuzile. So we're going to speak to him and find out um, how he's preparing for uh, for Chev Rakimov. And there's uh, there's uh, it's, it's so big, actually, uh, that even the IBF president, Daryl Peoples, will be at ringside uh, at Orient Theatre on a Sunday. And this is, of course, uh, brought to you by Rumble Africa Promotions, uh, who've been kind enough to give us some tickets for this fight. So if you want to go and support Uazinga at Orient Theatre on a Sunday, uh, please call in on the show or on 0891-104-207. Or you can send a voice note on WhatsApp. Just tell us what do you think of the fight? How do you see it going? We take voice notes on 061-4104-107 and you'll be able to get yourself a ticket to this fight and you can actually collect your ticket at the gate at the door there or on that small window there at Orient Theatre where they sell tickets that's where you can collect your ticket on a Sunday if you become part of our conversation and also Kaba Promotions Mr. Ayanda Matiti also has an event at the ICC um, so we are also going to speak to uh, Kaba Promotions uh, uh, I have to, though, put a disclaimer. He did say, Mr. Matiti, that um, he is traveling. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to stop and uh, find time to speak to us about his upcoming uh, tournament then. And then there's also another one in Johannesburg. Fantastic two boxing promotions. I remember them. They were on the show also a few weeks ago. They've been on the show twice. The Chabalala brothers, John and Elias, and uh, they've done it again. Uh, they've got another big one coming up. Uh, so we're going to speak to the Chabalala about that so there is a really a lot to get through we're going to get started after this break and if you want to weigh in remember 0891104207 uh, whatsapp number 0614104107 and sms line is 41391 let's now welcome jackson chawuke the new uh, wbc international flyweight champion uh, m3 good evening thank you very much for speaking to us again on safm yeah, good evening, Mami. 
Congratulations. How are you feeling? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it hasn't has 16 properly. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. I remember we spoke to you uh, before you went to the fight and you were very confident ahead of that fight. But before we get there, how were you guys received in Russia when you guys arrived? Was everything fine? Are you happy? No, I, I was happy. Uh, there's no Okay, we're going to have to try and get him back on a better line. Please, there, uh, Jackson Chawuki, I really want to hear what he's got to say because I know a lot of our fighters, when they go over overseas, just like in football, there's all, there are always issues. Maybe you don't get the gym that you thought you would get or you don't get the five-star hotel that you thought you, 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 you would get. And there are a lot of uh, ways to frustrate uh, the visiting fighter. And um, so he sounds like actually everything went according to plan there at Jackson Chawuki. So that's very good to hear. And uh, it seems like you was in the right frame of mind and his preparations went very well then um, for that fight. We've got him back again. Uh, Jackson, sorry about that. You were, you were saying that you, you were look after, looked after well and you are happy? Yeah, I was happy there. Uh, the accommodation was good. Everything was good. Okay, now let's talk about the fight. You were very confident uh, before you left when we spoke to you here. Would you say everything went according to plan for you? I went according to plan when uh, I brought back the win. We we didn't see the fight, but we've seen some of the of, of the match reports after the fight. They say you got off to a, a slow start, but you came into your own after three round. Is that correct? And was your opponent what you expected? Uh, coming to my opponent, it was uh, what I was expecting. But uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a championship fighter, mm. so Did- that's why we start slow. But when the rounds go up, we pick up. Were you were you still studying him or was he just aggressive and excited and and and, and he went in too strong early on? You must remember, he's a young man. He yeah. started fast, so we wanted to to take him to the team, man. Yeah. And and talking about that, I mean, a lot of the reports spoke about your experience that it played a big part in the fight. Um, and we read from the reports that his his defense was very weak. Is that how you also saw it? No, it, he, he was not weak. He was strong. Mm. Uh, you must remember he's got uh, a lot of... Uh, he's he fought uh, overseas guys. He's never fought uh, what you call uh, a guy from 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 uh, Russia. Mm. So, what I can tell you is he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the fight went the distance. All the judges uh, scored it in your favor. Were you happy with the scorecards? Were there a true indication of the fight? Uh, I can't complain about the judges Let's... and the scorecards, my man, because I did it. And how was the crowd there in Russia? I mean, you were the away fighter coming to face the champion in his home country. Uh, how was the crowd? Was it intimidating or did they behave? They, they, they behaved okay. It was quiet. You silenced them? Yeah, I silenced them. Mm. So, yeah. so you, you, you said to us before you left that this was the 
biggest uh, fight of your career, your first one overseas as a pro. Uh, what, what does this mean? What does this win mean to you? Where does it rank in your career? This is the highlight of my last moment. Are you hoping that it's going to open doors for you? Do you think it will open doors? I hope so, but uh, that I'll leave it to my manager, uh, Damien Dohan. Mm. Yeah, I'll leave it to him. So he's, but I hope so. Okay, so he's he's going to work out your, your road now after this win, uh, Damien? Yeah, he has to do that. And we saw him there after you won. What did he say to you after the fight? He was it. You must remember, uh, Damien also has got uh, something to prove. It's not about us. Mm. Uh, we've got a relationship that uh, we must live up to the legacy. Mm. It's about Nick. Yes, of course. He told us also he wants to live up to the legacy of his father, uh, the late Nick Durant. I saw yeah. some pictures posted by Mr. Ayanda Matiti there that after the fight, the kids were all over you there, the Russian kids, wanting to take selfies and autographs uh, with you. You must have been happy with that reaction. Was it surprising? Uh, it was not surprising because I'm the new champ, I mean. Uh. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. Uh, I'm a Didi and uh, uh, I'd like to thank him also to approve the fight. Mm. You know, without him, I also wouldn't be where I am today. He's my promoter. I would like to take off uh, my head for him. Mm-hmm. You went all out for me. And finally, how were you received when you got when you got back home as a champion? I do it. Well, uh, thank you for speaking to us, Jackson. We just wanted to highlight what you've done. Well done. You made the ca- the, the country uh, proud there. Uh, you were training on social media at some stage, and uh, keep us updated as to what's next, so we can so we can tell the people. Thank you. The new WBC international a flyweight champion, uh, that is a Jackson Achawuke. From a Jackson Achawuke, we'll move on to another man uh, who won a title also uh, last week. I think actually they fought on the same day, on Thursday night, Jackson and Luther Clay. So we're going to go to the UK to speak to Luther Clay up next. Abiso Musiya on SAFM. By the way, Jackson Achawuke's record now moves to 19-1 and with four. 14 knockouts. Uh, incredibly, he has not lost since uh, 2013. So that's six years now uh, since he lost to Landile uh, Sikiata there. So well done to Jackson uh, Chawuke. From one champion to the other, let's catch up with another South African, Luther Clay, doing well in Europe. He claimed the WBO Global Welterweight title after a unanimous decision win over Dario Morello in Italy last uh, Thursday. Luther, good evening and thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM and congratulations, champ. Good evening, man. Thanks uh, for having me on. Once again, you are fighting outside your comforts, outside the UK. Now you are in Italy. Have you become used to being the road warrior? You know, I I like it now. I like I prefer fighting. Um, I prefer fighting away on different shows because uh, I think it's. Uh, I mean, always pressure in the boxing ring, but when you go away and you fight on someone else's thing. You're just coming. You're just coming in as the, the away person. No one's paying attention to you. The media is not asking you too much questions. You just come in, you fight, you win, and you go home. It's very easy. 
for me, I think. Which is exactly what you did there in Florence. How much did you know about uh, the champion Dario Morello before the fight? I didn't know much. Uh, there was only maybe one one video on YouTube. Uh, I watched maybe maybe ten minutes. Ten minutes I watched, and then um, then then from there I just let my 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 coach uh, come up with a strategy. And then, uh, yeah, we just trained for him. But we didn't know much. We just knew he was orthodox and he likes to switch to southpaw. So we just did, we just sparred a lot of southpaws. We didn't really spar any uh, orthodox because I'm fine with orthodox, obviously. We we train for that every day. So we just thought, let's prepare for a southpaw. And it, it worked well. How big was this fight for you, Luther Clay? Because it was, it was a core main event there in Italy. You know, for me, I didn't realize how big it was until until like until like what when i knew it was a title it was my first title shot it's wbo it's, it gets me in, i'm ranked number 14 in the wbo now but in my head i wasn't really thinking about it too much you know until i got there and i saw the press conferences people the way in and everyone was messaging me saying you're on sky on the zone then i realized okay <laughs> it's quite big <laughs> um and then when I won the fight, I saw like my name on all these different websites and uh, Instagram pages and and vlogs and Twitter, getting a lot of attention. I realized, oh, this was quite a big deal. Um, so yeah, I, I understand that it was a big deal, and I'm happy I won. You know. And you handed him his first defeat. You did so in impressive fashion too, putting him down twice. How would you describe the fight? Yeah, you know, all respect to Morello for for getting up. Uh, both times, those were those were quite clean punches. I caught Murphy. He showed very good heart getting up and fighting back like a champion. Um, the fight itself was a, a lot easier than I thought it would be. I was expecting a hard fight because you know the guy's undefeated. He's a champion. So I, you know, I just proved to myself that I'm operating at quite a high level. You know, mm. so I'm happy about that. And it's another test. It's another test that I've passed now, and I can uh, keep going and push on. When you dropped him in the fifth, did you sense blood? Because you seem to be going for the kill. When I dropped him in the fifth round, I was surprised because I didn't. It wasn't a power shot that I threw. It was just a. a sh- I think it was a short right. Like I counted his jab with a short right, and uh, it dropped him. So I was more surprised. So I didn't. I wasn't trying to knock him out at that point, but I was pressuring him, stalking mm-hmm. him. Then when I dropped him in the seventh again, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to try to finish this guy. But he got up again, and he was fighting back. I could still sense, okay, no, this guy's still alive. So then I just decided to just win by points. And then, um, yeah. You, you you dropped him in the seventh. Was it a right to the head, to the temple? Yeah, it was. It was... I think um, it was a it was another overhand right. Then he held he held on to me, so he was stunned. So I kept uh, doing inside punches, short punches, and eventually he let go and then he fell. So I think I think he was going to fall from the right hand, mm. but then he managed to grab me. So then when I was punching on the inside, he eventually just fell on his own, you know. So it probably was the right that stunned him again. I believe he came out strongly in the tenth because the only way he could beat you was via a knockout. Were you expecting that? Yeah, my team said to me, look, this is the last round. You won every single round. You're not going to knock this guy out, so be careful. So, you know, for the first for the first half of that round, I just made sure to 
use my feet, have my head movement, just moving, clinching, you know, just making sure that there's no no chance to give away the fight because, you know, in boxing, you can never get too relaxed because when you get relaxed, you get clipped. And uh, I made sure to, you know, be focused and make sure I just stayed away from him that last round. Mm, was it rough because both of you lost your gum shells there? Yeah, you, it was just a <laughs> Um, I lost mine twice. I think he lost his like eight times or something. I'm surprised there was no warnings or anything. Um, but for me, I came out of the fight. I'm ready to fight like next week because I have. I didn't really get hit. You know, I'm clean. No injuries. No nothing. No, no no pains on my hands. Everything's very good. So for me, I felt it was like I said. I just felt like it was an easy fight for me. And um, I don't know. Maybe it was just my night. Maybe it was just my night. From the legal that we saw, Lou, the clear, your uppercut worked well for you. You also hit him with a few body, body shots, especially early on. What was the overall plan? Uh, for me, the overall plan, because I knew he was a southpaw or a switcher at least, um, I wanted to take away his, uh, his... I wanted to take the center of the ring and take away his ability to jab. Mm-hmm. So I knew, I knew he's a boxer and I knew he doesn't punch particularly hard. So I knew he, he would be planning on boxing me and um, using uh, like flurries of punches. So I just said, I'm going to take away his jab then he won't be able to work. And then I'm going to take the center of the ring to force him. So as soon as I took the center of the ring, I forced him to move around the ring and then try come in and attack. But as soon as he was trying to come into attack, I was there waiting for him with the counter uppercut, the body shots and uh, over the top right. So I just disabled him. I just disabled him, and then he had to come fight my fight at the end. So that was the plan, just to take him out of his uh, strengths. And and I mean the 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 judges all scored it in your favor, very convincing. And ninety eight ninety is that how you also saw it? Yeah, yeah. I I think I think he probably won two rounds. I think he won maybe round number three, and round number ten. Uh, round number ten, like I said, I was gonna take off. You know, my team told me to take off that round not run but you know just just move around and use the ring and you know don't get don't get engaged and don't get caught with nothing so you're the champion now what's the significance of this of, of, of this victory for you what are you hoping it does uh you know for me right now because i'm still quite young um i'm just planning on uh getting more experience i know i'm a champion so i know i have to defend the belt mm. but it's good because i think the way it works they you i have a mandatory but he's fighting i have a ghanaian kid called uh, freddie kiwit uh he's my mandatory 16 and 2 uh he's fighting in uh september you know he's fighting in october sorry so eventually i'll have to fight him but until then i have a bit of leeway i i, I think i can get two more fights in get a bit more experience defend the title and um, you know, and keep climbing the rankings. You mentioned so for me, right? Yeah, sorry. No, I was saying you mentioned that there was a lot of coverage on uh, on uh, of this fight against Morello. Do you think now people have become aware of the Black Panther and the expectations will rise? Yes, you know, um, I had a lot of a lot of media coverage, like even Eddie Hearn was retweeting uh, tweeting my fight. Because he mm. was there at the show, actually. Mm. He he um he came into my locker before the fight, and he said, "Oh, this is your chance. I've heard some things about you. Now it's time to go prove it." But I think it was kind of like the loser speech, you know, like when they say, <laughs> "Oh, good luck," and they tap you on the back, you know. Mm. Um, and then when I went out there and I beat him, he came into my locker again and he said, "Wow, I was 
very impressed. I I thought you were just another fighter that you know people talk about, but wouldn't show up. And then he was tweeting my um the fight, the highlights, and putting and and Sky and everything and the yeah. zone had it on their on their on their highlights as well. So it really did a it really did a big thing uh, for me and my um, media. Uh, yeah, so the media just helped me out a lot, you know, because now even when I was walking in town. A lot of people were saying, "Wait, man, we saw the fight. We saw on blah blah blah." So you know, it did a lot. It was important. And and now as we wrap up, I mean, for those hearing about Luther Clay uh, for the first time, I mentioned at the top of the show that we've spoken to you before, but some might not, might not have listened to us. And I called you Lutando, Nobilem Tim Kulu. I know your old man calls you Nobs. Uh, how did yeah. <laughs> how did Nobs end up in the UK? And how long have you been there? Just remind the people about your journey. Yeah, so uh, I was bo- originally born. I was born in uh, in Pine Town, Durban. Uh, we lived we lived in uh, that area too. We were about seven years old, then we moved to the UK. So I've been in the UK for a long time now. Uh, maybe I don't even know how many years. Maybe maybe twelve, thirteen years. We've been in the UK, but you know we go home every single year, and uh, that's how we ended up here. Been here maybe. Mom, how, how long have we been in the UK? How long, how many years? How many Since 2003, so you can know, it's imagine a long time, a long time. Yeah, no, that's a very long time, but I'm glad you still, you still come home, Mobs. Who, who were you asking, was it your mother? Yeah, yeah, my mom will call up. Ah, and the Lumnigi phone again, Fanagit. Yeah, it's a video in South Africa. Hello. Hello, Mama Ninjan. We are a sports show here on SAFM in South Africa and we just wanted to congratulate Ngobs uh, or Luther Clay as they call him uh, for his win. Oena, as a parent, how do you feel? Very proud. Mm. I'm really proud because he works so hard, really. He deserves this. And he really deserves it. I'm really proud of him. I remember we also spoke to his father a couple of months ago. He was also very proud. Where does he take the boxing from? Well, from his father, really. But he actually, he didn't know. We didn't know. But he just started this boxing thing. Um, I don't know whether he has said it. That at school, there was a little bit of bullying and he yes. was a happy boy and things like that. So... <laughs> Probably he just wanted to spend this energy uh, constructively, if I could put it that way. Mm. But he he didn't have any idea that the father used to love boxing. So we just saw the the photos and, um, you know, back then there was no uh, support and there was just nothing. You could do that and it ends up in the bush. Uh, so the father has been very encouraging, even though before we were so much concerned about finishing university. But you can't prevent what the person has in himself, really, because it will come out either way. Mm. So it did come out in the end. The, the father, as I say, he, I think he does have the genes from the father, because yeah. he were not even away and. Sometimes I could hear when the father was just encouraging him around the house how he should do the, do the, the, the you see the punches yes. things like that hey, do do like this do <laughs> the punches and sometimes when he fights I always think he took 
uh, on board what the father told him mm. even though we himself he didn't have that opportunity of going further but i'm really proud because it just happens so naturally to him when he fights you just love watching him i really love watching him and you are I'm fully proud. supportive of his boxing career well we have to as a parent initially we didn't want because boxing is quite a rough sport with your child as a mom before when he was younger i didn't even used to go to watch because i was just trying it's a way of diffusing it and him discouraging but now i'm just used to it and really how can you not support the child and to me really when i watch him doing it it's not even about money it's about him getting healthy and doing what he likes doing mm. that's very good mm. to I hear mom. That. Mm. Mm. and 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 as a family he says you've been there for 14 years how is life that side and are you happy uh, that side well, I came first myself, 2002. Then he, they came with the father, 2003. But mm. it was about ends meet to try and, and make life go. You see, if I if you see what I mean, mm. it has been hard because it's another country. You have to settle, learn their beliefs, learn their rules, and prove yourself that you can do this. More especially me from South Africa. I came as a nurse mm. already. Um, uh, taken as a nurse you know i was not gonna undergo any training it was hard mm. but i adapted i'm okay now i've done it i'm nearly retiring that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs> i've proved myself i'm proud and my children have achieved so much so it's about you achieving something and taking that opportunity and making sure that they we grab whatever we could grab what we, we still could like mm. making sure that they are british citizens they are think it was hard mm. we had to undergo some examinations and things like that it was before luther could turn 14 but we just thought let's do this so that they have that decision to decide where they want to settle so i think really we have settled well and uh, we will finish well. <laughs> ah, that's good <laughs> that's to hear. Say. He, say, he says he was born in Pine Town. Umama yena ngowapu mam. Ngabase matati yela pati in Pine Town kuko wake umama katata wake. Oh. Pine Town. So I went there to to deliver in in Pine Town because the ma the grandmom wanted me to go there. You know, Africans sometimes they just overprotect and want all that. That's how it happened that he was born in in Pine Town. Otherwise, we are both from Matatiel, me and my husband. Oh, we are tired of Uluda. Yes, as it was. Uluda, we are tired because he has tried so hard to to speak to talk and be fundamental dictionaries abuse makama he is so proud of being um african umtosule obekeka tihluleka into mazana pathi naye ngokuyavuleka uyeva then aphenduleng ngesixhosa sibedayo but they are okay because we have always instilled that they need to try and keep the language it's it's helpful okay for them when they go back home that's very good to hear, Mama. Thank you for raising such a wonderful child. We've spoken to him a few times before. Seems like a great gentleman and a very good boxer. And we wish you all the best of luck. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You, you can you can give him the phone again. Thank you, Mama. Luther. Yes.
Last one from us here. There's a question on Twitter here about Uluda Uzani in South Africa Azolo. Hey, Jala Jala is South Africa. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rumble Africa promotions. Yes, we're gonna. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, um, my friend Ulutumo, he had come over here to train Nam. Yes. Um, so he had been in touch with them and he'd been, uh, you know, talking on, on my behalf, trying to fix something for me. And um, recently they said, yeah, whenever I'm ready to come fight in South Africa, then they can put me on the show. So for me, I want to come, you know, uh, early next year. It's just whether, you know how boxing is, how it, the boxer can only the boxer can want to do something, but it's the management who have to give the go ahead. So, mm. but for me, definitely next year, I, I wish I wish early next year, but you know we will see. But definitely 2020, I'm coming to South Africa, and um, I'll be South one of the Rumble promotion Africa shows. South Africa. Hey, you know I haven't really looked at the rankings, man. I haven't looked at the you know the only boxer in my weight that I follow. Is um, no Tulani Bengi, and mm. I, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Tools, man. Mm. Uh, I want to come watch one of his fights in the in in SA, but that guy, you know, obviously he's world level. I'm not trying to look at that guy. If anything, I'd like to come learn, maybe spar with that guy and learn with him. But I would need to look at the rankings properly in SA and see, you know, where where I could mix it, but, you know, it's something for the future, for sure. Very, very near future. Okay, that's great. And I know Rumble Africa is listening because we're going to speak to Azinga next. We're going to speak to Colin Nathan. Uh, they've got a big tournament here in the Eastern Cape this weekend. I can actually see on my phone the, the CEO is typing. I hope she can type fast enough so I can read what she's typing while Luther Clay is on the line. But Luther, uh, thank you very much for speaking to us here. We're going to follow your progress. Uh, people are starting to find out about you here um, in South Africa. You're doing really, really well, even fighting outside of your comfort zone and we just want to wish you all the best and uh, keep us updated and how do we follow you on social media um social media on instagram is black panther boxing and on twitter it's luther clay 95 great stuff thank you very much uh Nobs, for speaking to us and all the best hey, thank you again Thank you. All the way from the UK there, uh, them Tim Kulu a family speaking to us um, about Luther Clay, Lutando Nobile, Tim Kulu. Up next, we'll speak to Fantastic Two. I uh, still hope we're hoping to speak to Colin Nathan and Azinga Fuzile about the big one. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. We're building up to the tournaments this weekend. We're starting here in Jobek. John Chabalala from Fantastic Two Boxing Promotions joins us on the line. We always encourage promoters to get in touch with us ahead of their tournaments. And uh, uh, Mr. Chabalala, good evening, sir. Champions in the making tournament. How are you feeling? Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Uh, thanks for having me in your show. And uh, good evening to the listeners. John, just your second tournament. I remember when we spoke to you, you said uh, are you going to have another one in September. You've delivered. Would you say this is bigger and better? Tabi, so um, the tournament is very surprising. We've we've moved so fast that we are hosting two um, two titles: mm. the world title and an international title. So it's it's much better than the first tournament. 
the last time we spoke to you, if I remember correctly, I think it was Ayanda Nkosi that you said had impressed you the most. If Is, is that correct? And is that why he's headlining? Um, I, I was actually impressed by Pumele Lekafu the most. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, this time, we've got Ayanda Nkosi fighting for the world title against Emmanuel Lopez from Mexico. Then we've got uh, Pumele Lekafu fighting Mchanjo. Um, from uh, Tanzania for WPF international title. Oh yeah, I see that. And then you've you've mentioned Diana Coates, you've mentioned Pumelela Kafu. There's also Nomeva Kolisani Ndongeni. He's also fighting here. First fight since that defeat to David Hani. How did you manage to pull this one off? You know, you know, Tavi. So this tournament is going to uh, uh, um, the, the supporters. They're going to be on their toes from first bout to the last bout. You know, you know, um, managing to convince Nomeva to, to take part in this tournament, uh, I'm proud to say Nomeva w- will be uh, partaking in our tournament. The boy is, 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 is raring to go. The boy is so fit. I'm just feeling sorry for the Tanzanian that he's going to see something that he's never seen before on Saturday. Do you get a feeling that Nomeva has something to prove after his first defeat? Look, uh, when I spoke to Nomeva, he said, John, I do not have much to prove. I, I do not regret losing to, to the guy that he lost to. He said, I lost to a very good guy. And the guy that he lost to now, he's a world champion. So, mm. so he, he told me straight that he does not have anything to prove. All he wants to do, he wants to get back to the, to the ring and prepare for his next fight which will be in December. We are trying to to actually make him to challenge for the WPC that um, uh, he lost when he was fighting the guy from Mayweather. Ah. Another name here that also is notable is Uyanda Nokogo, also fighting this weekend. Um, what are the expectations there? You know, you know, when you talk about that boy, he, he doesn't want me to call him a boy. He, <laughs> he thinks maybe I'm just a few years older than him. I, I love the boy so much, and I, I am glad that Uyanda Nokoko will be back in the ring after losing to Ali Funega. Mm. And, and uh, there isn't much that we're expecting, but the boy is raring to go as well, Tabi. Uh, so he's, he's, he, he really wants to be in the ring, and, and I feel sorry again for the guy that he's going to fight the boy. He's hungry. He wants to be in that ring. And how is his, his headspace? Because there was a lot that was said after he lost to um, to, to Rush Hour there. He, the people said he got a boxing lesson, said he was too young to take on that fight. He was being used as a pawn. How is he? Look, um, I spoke to him personally because he came to visit us in Joburg. I spoke to him personally. I watched the fight myself from round one to um, up until he was stopped. I think it was round six. I told him straight, um, um, uh, Tabi, so that, boy, you were beating Ali. Just check your first round up until the fifth round. You just did something wrong in, in the fifth round. From first round to fifth round, the fight was yours. Maybe you got tired. That's where I think you must improve. And then the guy just told me that, look, that John, uh, I know I was beating the guy. And, and, and I'm not also uh, embarrassed that I lost to the guy. He's very experience but i was prepared for that fight and i'm not embarrassed that i lost to the guy so so the boy is 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 prepared to be so he is not at all worried that 
he lost and people were saying he got a boxing lesson. That's good to hear. And how is Buki Wenonina? You've kept through to your word when you were here with her. You said that you're going to put her on this bill and you're going to get big fights for her. Um, she must be excited ahead of this one. Um, she's very excited. If you, you would have seen her during the, the pre-med today and the press conference, she's very excited. She she told Flora Machella straight in her face that she is not uh, going to play on Saturday, but she's going to beat her. She will see the anaconda. Bugiwe <laughs> uh, is just preparing for the for the fight that uh, she's going to fight in December. Mm. She's calling this one a walk in the park. Uh, she's fighting in December for the IDF World Champion. We are currently negotiating with uh, a, a champion from Belgium, so we're just preparing Nonina for this fight. It's a warm-up fight for, for her, but we told her that she must not be complacent. Finally, the venue and ticket prices, and where do people get their tickets from, John Chabalala? Um, the tickets are currently selling at Compi Ticket. You can go to Pick and Pay, um, any checkers, and, and shop right. Um, the venue is uh, Portuguese Hall at uh, Tefontaine, south of uh, Johannesburg. What time do you start? We've, uh, we have spiced up a little bit, Tabi, so we're trying to uh, sort of entertain um, uh, the, the, the boxing supporters by spicing up a little bit. We, we've invited the, the Ama Piano mm. will be opening the show at 6 o'clock. Uh, the Val Nation will, will open the show up until 7 the boxing starts at 7 up until um, the last uh, 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 bout, which is Ayandangosi. And tell the time yet because the boys are promising that there will be knockouts. So as soon as the last bout is over, then there will be after party, which will be taken over by Amapiano. Ha! Sounds like one to attend. John Chabalala, I thank you very much for speaking to us. Champions in the making. Also say hi to Elias Chabalala there, and I hope he's doing well. And uh, John Chabalala, of course, part of Fantastic Two Boxing Promotions. Saturday, 28th September at the Portuguese Hall. That's where you can catch the action. Uh, but if you're in the Eastern Cape, then... Or it seems like all roads lead to Oriental Theatre here uh, because that's where uh, the big fight of Azinga Fuzil against Rakimov is happening. And Colin Nathan joins us on the line. Colin, uh, good evening. Uh, thanks for speaking to us. And firstly, let me say, I'll give it to you and the listeners, and it's great to be on your show. And man, everyone, but everyone is talking about this fight. This is the boxing event of 2019. Rumble Africa is giving it to you. And uh, this is a mouth-watering event because I, I, I don't need to tell you the fight, but mm. a lot of people don't know the outcome. And that's why it makes it so intriguing. And, and this is a legitimate threat for both fights. Mm. And I am, yeah, I saw Rakimov earlier. Um, it's on, man. And I'm, I'm so excited about this contest. I really, really am. Are you happy with your preparations? Oh, I'm very happy. We've had a really, really comprehensive training camp. We've had nine weeks to prepare. I've watched tapes of Rakimov, um, several, notably also against the South Four, strong, aggressive. This is a, this is a great, great test for both fighters. It really, really is. A lot of people, though, Colin, are saying that Azinga could have beaten more than he can chew here. Is this this is toughest fight? And how do you respond to that? And uh, look, you know, it's a tough art. It's a very tough art. But no. It's not. And I'll tell you why. Because if Bazinga is as good as we think he is, he has to get past the test. And the test is in the form of Rakimov. 
if he wants to be champion of the world, and we all suspect that he can be champion of the world, he has to beat Rakimov. Rakimov is a very, very, very capable and dangerous fighter. But we've got a really solid game plan, and Azinga is in a very good space mentally, physically, and spiritually. This is a fight where I believe both fighters are going to go to a place that they've never been before. It's not a question of who's better and who's stronger. This is going to be a question of mentally who wants it more, who's got the better game plan, and who's willing to go to that point in their career and succeed. And I believe I have a right chest beat in Azenga Pazili. Incredibly, they're both 14 and 0. Uh, but a lot of people are saying Azinga is going to have to cut down on, on the little bit of showboating. It's going to be a little bit more clinical. I know that you're not going to tell us your game plan, but, but do you agree with that? Well, that's what I'm saying to you. I think both fighters, maybe even Azinga is going to have to go to a place that he's never been before. And Rakimov, Rakimov is that fighter that's going to take him to that place where he's never been before. That's what I'm saying to you, not physically and spiritually, because he's that. I'm saying... Mentally as well, you know, it's, it's, it's about Rakimov's going to bring a lot of pressure to this fight. And it's how Azinga mentally can adapt to that kind of pressure. That's why I'm saying to you again, both fighters, I believe, are going to go to a place that they've never been before. Okay, I just want to take a quick break, Colin. Please stay with us. I did invite voice notes. We're going to play them. If you want to go watch a Zinga Rambolafka promotions is giving us uh, 10 tickets. You'll collect them at the gate there, at the door there at Orient Theatre on a Sunday. So send your voice notes on 0614104107 or you can call us 0891104207. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, let's go to some of the voice notes. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and your listeners. Umnyuabe Gwekala, Island, and Ulungile Gambaho, Ulungile Gambaho. And don't you think I am Nangale fighting Azinga? No, no Rakimov. If I take a teacher, Lupizu, Kakulu, Kulawam, Jatalela, and as Funu Poswa, Omadi Namakwengo, Alkuli, Alkanga, Tariti, Kokobona Gamura Kimov, Ufika Kakala Semonti, or Azinga Tan receive a Malung Selo, Aki, 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 Nayo Ambaraki, and Omadi Namakwa Pikisana Zanga, Adetwa, and Sichogana, play with the weekend. In the Sichong, they who Azinga Kate, Apago Rakimov, and those are Kate Tabis on Akajan, the home ground, the year two, the Orient Theatre. Good evening, Tabiso and Colin Nathan. This is Uchu Sia from a PE. Um, if 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 Uazinga is what we think he is, then then this this Ramikov or Rakimov, I don't even know how to spell his name. It, it, it should be the same as about Klasin and about Sinyabi and others. He should be the same if we think he can beat Farmer. He must prove it now to us that he can beat Farmer. And Colin Nathan, Colin Nathan cannot prove himself. He has proven himself many, many a times. Hi, Tabiso. This is Mrs. Choko. I will watch the fight on Sunday. We can't wait to go there in Orient Theatre. Ah, I'm very much... Good evening, Tabiso. My name is Olon. Tilfona Lapemond. No, man, funuguti go azinga. Akakubega ye pambili. 
we are supporting him the whole of Islam and the whole of Eastern Cape we are supporting him and we trust him this is not his biggest fight yet this is just a step forward pick up Azinga I see a golden boy sharp Azinga way too thank you for those voice notes all of them very positive and if all four of you don't have tickets we're gonna give you tickets courtesy of Nompesane at Rumble Africa Promotions there so we've got your contacts but Colin just to pick up on what's been said there as somebody mentioned Malcolm Klassen Rakimov has fought Malcolm Klassen have you guys had a chat with Klassen and what is he telling you about this guy no, I haven't actually. It's funny enough, I was actually thinking that I wonder what Malcolm would think of this contest. Um, you know the thing is, it's an opinion. You know, like I'm saying, I've watched plenty of tapes of Rocky Malt. Um, I'm actually sick of watching him. Actually, when I saw him today, it's like, I, I actually wanted to go up to him and say, listen, I'm so sick of seeing you. But, you know, I'm going to see him for a few more days until the fight as well. So we've got a solid, solid game plan. You know, we obviously know he's very aggressive. You know, it's interesting when he started his career, he was moving around a lot. Now that he's coming off three, four stoppage wins in a row, he's got a lot of confidence. He's very aggressive, you know. And also, we also make, need to make mention he's fighting at the Orient. It's a mm-hmm. very partisan, hostile crowd. Um, it's going to be an environment that, even though he fought in the Olympics or everywhere else in the world as an amateur, he's never going to have fought in this kind of environment before. So there's that to consider. Obviously, we've been under pressure before when we fought Malcolm Clarkson. And at that stage, I only had a Zynga in my camp for seven weeks. And it was like the two of us trying to get to know one another. Now we've had a full year together. We've had three fights together going into our fourth fight. I just, like I'm saying, if you've got the right chest beat, you'll always win this, the, the match. And on Sunday, it's going to be checkmate because <laughs> I've got the right chest beat in Zynga Fazili. Okay, we certainly hope you're right. Colin, thank you very much for speaking to us. I don't even want to talk about Tevin Farmer. Uh, let's get past Rakimov first before we talk about uh, Kev, uh, Tevin Farmer there. And as I mentioned, there is another one at the ICC on a Saturday. Club uh, Promotions, Mr. Ayanda Matiti also has something in store for us and he joins us on the line. Mr. Matiti, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Evening to the what do you have in store for us on Saturday? <laughs> well, it, um, it's a battle of straight. Mm. Um, I remember that um, it is not the, the first time we're hosting a, a celebration of heritage in tourism through boxing. So this is our fourth annual encounter. We've, we've always um, hosted it through international titles, South African titles. And this time around, we decided to, to headline it through a derby. Um, Tolisa Makusha was doing the manager of his South African mini flyweight title against Nyana um, Bandla. Mm. Um, it's a fight that everybody has been wanting to see. Um, it's a derby that uh, could have only been organized by, by Kaba Promotions. Now it's there uh, for everybody to see. Uh, the main supporting bout is also a mini flyweight um, Africa continental title um, against Luis Gantuini and uh, Ayan Gantulani. Mm. The two boxers as well um, are at uh, a very eager now, given um, what was observed after our media briefing and medical today. They were okayed by the doctor. The doctor said everything is in order. So our eyes are at ICC um, on, on Saturday at 7 o'clock um, would be 
There's another strawweight eight-rounder, other games equally former Manchester for an eight-round. So, the, in my own view, the, the mini flyweight division in South Africa would produce a king um, mm. of that division as an outcome of the exhibition of, of boxing science that will take place on Saturday. What are the expectations exactly, here? Exactly, that's the, the, the fight that I was going to mention. Mm. Uh, he's a Tangan village fighter. Well, some wants to see if there's anything left in, in Chandler. Mm. 24. He's, he's fighting against an upcoming youngster who's also a former Manchester. He has been a Saramanian champion for many times. Um, so it's a make or break. Um, if Tangan can beat him, because. Um, I think it would, it would be time for him to hang up his gloves. Uh, but even the class it beats Frank, then he would have announced himself as a serious contender in the junior panamuitis. And just finally, and, and, Mr. Matite, just yes. for the sake of time, I, I like how you always theme your tournaments, how you link them to what's happening in the country. If it's not Madiba, then it's Heritage Day. Why is that important to you? Well, it, it's important in my view um, because boxing historically in the past used to be one of the top three sports in the country. Uh, there would have been uh, the public broadcaster is to see closer to the sport. So, so government consistently observes these significant days. So it's important to align boxing to those so that as government breeds in the country, uh, it were able to associate boxing with that and activations and activities of government so that boxing can as well uh, elevate itself to become one of the major sporting codes in the country. So that's our end. And we think that uh, as, as as the nation celebrates, equally us as a fraternity must, must pay homage to what we love best, which is boxing. Great stuff. And as usual, you've got TV, right? Yes or no? <laughs> Yes. Yes, let's leave it there. <laughs> let's leave it there, Mr. Batiti. We are out of time. So lots to look forward to uh, this weekend. All the best to you, everybody. We're going to catch up next week and see how the tournaments uh, went there. Uh, that's it from us. It is time for news.